The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All Sports Talk is on News Radio WGNS. All Sports Talk is sponsored by Good Neighbor State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, SoCo Roofing and Restoration, First Bank serving Murfreesboro, Smyrna and Rutherford County, Parks Auction Company, they'll handle everything, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care, and the Blue Raider Insider Report sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance and Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. We put the all in all sports talk. From the preps to MTSU, we've got you covered. It's all sports talk on Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, a Friday edition. We had so much fun yesterday. We've got Diane Turnham back today. Senior Associate Athletic Director at MTSU. Coach C, as we used to call you back in the day. Yeah. Thanks for joining you us again. You still can. <laughs> Thanks for joining us again. Thank you for yeah, having me. I wanted to kind of shift gears a little bit from what we were talking about yesterday. You've been on, and we were talking off air, and I was, I was like, hey, she knew what I was going to ask her about. You've been on several, or you've been on some committees right. uh, with the NCAA Um their championship committees. I Correct. Mean, you were the you were the head head dog on the um, on the NCAA women's basketball. So you got to answer the the tough questions. But um, and I'll get you to point out the ones you've been on. Has that ever? Have you ever thought? Has anything ever popped in your mind about working for the NCAA? Uh, to me, you look like somebody so invested into the athletes that it would be awful difficult for you to do that, but I don't know, so that's why I'm asking you. You know, it's an interesting uh, thought. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know, Monty. Uh, a lot of people laugh and when I say I've been somewhere at middle for 41 years, like, oh my gosh, why? But I don't know. I came to this city. I came to this university. I fell in love with it. And I wanted to do certain things here, you know. Uh, and so everybody assumes I actually went to school here. I actually didn't, but I just love this community. I love this school. And so I never really wanted to leave. Now, the NCAA is intriguing um, because they do a lot of things. They set the governance structure. You know, Dr. McPhee is on their board of directors. And this is the third time he's been on that that board, and that's very impressive uh, I don't mind working with them. I don't know if I'd want to. You'd have to move to Indy to work for them, uh, and it's a beautiful city. But uh, I've just loved being on those committees and the opportunities it's afforded me. Uh, many years ago, when we were in, i got to tell this story, when we were in Tuscaloosa, uh, former uh, commissioner of Sunbelt Conference, Wright Waters, called me. He's in Tuscaloosa and he said, let me take you to breakfast. And I said, sure. So we went to this place where Bear Bryant hung out and 
Wright said we're sitting at the table where Bear came and held court every morning. Uh, neat times to catch up with him, but he's the first individual that told me I needed to get on a NCAA committee, and he nominated me. One year I complained because our volleyball team didn't get in the tournament, and he said you need to be on the committee and figure out how they do it. And so I started in women's soccer. Didn't know a lot about it, but I knew a lot about it before I left, and I was chair of that committee my last year. Uh, then I uh, saw an opening on volleyball, and he promoted me, and I was on the volleyball committee for four years and the chair my last year. Women's basketball was a committee that uh, a lot of people love to be a part of. I was fortunate enough to get on that committee, and as you mentioned, I was chair. Uh, we worked really hard that year, but COVID hit, so I'm the only chair who nobody ever complained about my bracket because we didn't get to do it that year. Uh, so that was kind of unique and interesting. And then uh, the conference just called me. Conference USA had uh, an individual on the NCAA cross-country and indoor and outdoor track committee. Uh, we were going to lose the spot if someone didn't step up, so I just decided, hey, we're going to check it out. And so this is my first year on the track committee, so it's been an interesting <clears throat> and fun year. And we talked off air. It just so happened to be in Austin, Texas, when the heat wave in Texas started. <laughs> you know, it's usually in uh, Oregon, Eugene. Uh, yeah. We're back there next year, but this year we were in Texas, and yes, it was right in the middle of a huge heat wave. Oh, brutal. Um I guess you being on those committees, and particularly when you were the 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 chairperson of the women's basketball, you do kind of get a uh, better appreciation what the process is about <clears throat> and how difficult of a job it is to do. And uh, you know, there's no, I mean, you know, I've said you know, so and so got hosed. You know, they they just got left out. Blah blah blah. Whatever. But it's not some intentional thing. There's no axe to grind no. or thing like that. It's just, you know, you know. sometimes it's just not going to happen. And I'm wondering, too, kind of a second thing with that. Do you see a day where just everybody's going to get in just because of the money? You know, uh, that that's the ever-ending question of are we going to add more to the tournament? Uh, I, I think there may be some some additional teams but no i don't think uh it will be watered down significantly uh we play in a time where you know everybody's supposed to participate and get a trophy i don't see that in the ncaa now i might be wrong but uh i think that that uh that competition fighting to get into that tournament is still an incredible thing uh and i think the ncaa realizes that uh and you know you mentioned how uh, sometimes it's like somebody got left out and got overlooked. Uh, I said those same things. That's how I ended up on a committee. And I will tell you, uh, you have 10 or 12 individuals from all over the country all coming together for a common goal. And those people work extremely hard to keep up with every program in the country. And in basketball, we were literally assigned conferences that we had to follow them all year long. And when we came together, we spoke out on every uh, top program in that conference. And so you gain an incredible amount of respect for people who, you know, besides their normal job are going above and beyond to uh, make sure we, we do the best job we can. Someone's always going to get left out. There's a lot said about the last four in and the first four out, and now they're even going further. 
those are tight, tight conversations that take hours comparing programs. And I mentioned a bad loss. Well, that's one factor that may, you know, tip the scales to one person instead mm-hmm. of another. And uh, so there's like, you know, in most sports, there's like 10 or 15 criteria. And you look at those criteria and, you know, they used to make fun of me because I'm a big head-to-head person. If I played somebody head-to-head and I won, then I, I should get a leg up. Uh, but there's a lot of other things that go into it. And I can assure you that there's been a lot of work gone into it. Uh, and if, while we know there's going to be some people that are very deserving that are not going to get to go, that you just you have to take the information you have and do the very best job that you can. You know, the... Um... And, you know, you, you, what happens, you get in these conferences and there starts being upsets. Oh, yeah. So you immediately got to, okay, who won their league? What's 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 their resume? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the tough thing about tur- conference tournaments. Because, I mean, you can call them upsets. They're not really upsets. The teams know each other. You know, I look at... You know, you look up at MTSU and FAU, you know, having watched them play each other twice, not down there, but at home in that term. That's just a matchup thing. Oh, my Middle, goodness. Like, I, I still don't think Middle could have beat UAB, but you would have liked to have the opportunity. Right. But I thought, you know, they matched up well with the athleticism of FAU, and FAU goes to the Final Four. Exactly. I mean, when you look at that and you go, oh, my goodness – you know, we're one shot away, uh, and, and that's just overwhelming. But that's why we still play the games. You know, everybody likes to tell you who's going to win. But when you're at tournament time and, and people know this may be my last game or, or you know, this is going to go to the NCAA, you see people step up who maybe haven't stepped up all year. And if you didn't get to see our men's basketball program play, FAU and some other people, there were some exciting games. Uh, and, and that's what it's all about. Uh, and we did. We, we matched up well with them. There's going to be teams you don't match up well with. The women's team, you know, I, I thought they were extremely uh, successful this year, and yet anytime we played UTEP, UTEP Match-up lost problem. to a little – to other people – but boy, they had they had our number, and sometimes teams are like that. You know, they just match up so well. They had some thick and it's physical. A, oh, they had some incredibly uh, tough players, and you know maybe they got more fired up to play us. I don't know, but they they you know like FAU for the men. Uh, El Paso gave us some matchup problems, but uh, the good thing is Coach Insel uh, and the staff found a way to follow through and it was a great great year you know because the coach i can't think of his name at fau the men's coach he um you know they asked him about his seed yeah and because you know he got a nine seed which is pretty right. low and um he's like well he goes i'm just thinking if we'd lost would we even been in so he goes first of all i'm just glad to be in would yes. we have lost yes you know um but I tell you what, that men's league, when you took <clears throat> North Texas, UAB, Middle, and um, um, FAU, that was, some, that, that was some good basketball. That was incredible basketball. And, you know, you can look around the country and talk SEC and ACC and Pac-12, 
But I, I tell you, day in and day out, you can find some incredible entertainment right here in your own hometown. Because when we lace up the shoes and start playing some basketball in Murphy Center, there are some incredible teams that come in. All righty, you're listening to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906. That's First Bank. We'll take a break and be right back. Del Wamsley and the Wealth Cycle. This is the Wealth Cycle that I've taught for 30 years. Buy one house, 10 houses, an apartment, two apartments, 820, 500 units, 1,000 units, 2,000, 5,000 units. And as you keep putting the money and the profits back in, you become one of those rich people. And much quicker than you'd even believe. Learn Dell's Wealth Cycle at GiveMeTotalFreedom.com. Use promo code 2023. Save 60%. Code 2023. GiveMeTotalFreedom.com GiveMeTotalFreedom.com Cardinal Realty Solutions offers the knowledge and guidance that only a true realtor can bring. We even had multiple offers. Whether a new buyer or new seller, they take the time to go over the full process to prepare you for what to expect. And it got sold. Cardinal Realty Solutions, locally owned and operated by Melinda Lawson. Cardinal turned a dream into a reality. Call Cardinal at 615-422-7035. Online at cardinalrealtysolutions.com. Every team knows which play can be a winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Womack, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Womack. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. Hello friends, Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. More than I can count, we have taken care of families who were totally caught off guard with the passing of a loved one. There are so many details to tie up, it really can be overwhelming. Again, more than I can count are the comments from families who have pre-planned and pre-funded their or their loved one's funeral saying, I'm so thankful we took care of this ahead of time. It would have been a financial hardship had we not. Let me help you pre-plan. Call me at 615-893-2422. This is Monty Hale for SoCo Roofing and Restoration. They're local here in Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. They gladly offer free inspections. If they determine there is damage to your roof, they'll walk you through the entire process. Find them online at southernroofexperts.com or give Donnie Shattuck a call at 615-801-9837. That's 615-804-9837. SoCo Roofing and Restoration, your local trusted roofing expert. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Diane Turnham, Associate Athletic Director at MTSU, joined us today. Uh, served on many NCAA committees, including was the what was that like? I know I've asked you this before, but I'll repeat it. What was it like being the chairperson for that committee? You know, it's an incredible honor because you're selected by the fellow members of the committee. So it's it's a huge honor. But it's also a huge responsibility because you run all of the meetings. And we have meetings throughout the year. Uh, we have meetings in Indianapolis that you run those meetings for the NCAA. Uh, so it's a lot of additional work. But... 
I think when you have a passion for it and you enjoy what you're doing, uh, it's exciting to be a part of that process, uh, kind of keeping everyone focused, you know, when you get uh, uh, 12 different people from across the country in a room talking sports, uh, you can go a lot of different directions. But uh, working with the NCAA staff and then with your committee and, and working to put together uh, the best uh conference uh well not conference but national tournament you can is a pretty incredible feeling i bet i bet it is all right we'll move on the portal oh yes i'm still trying to sell an advertiser for the portal <laughs> talk about it every day literally yes exactly I'll, I'll bring it up every day just reading stuff fascinating stuff okay the portal um it's the wild, wild west. Every coach I've talked to said, hey, it is what it is, like it or not. It's you here. know, And it, it affects so many people. You know, it affects teams. It affects that. It's affecting high school athletes who typically are getting offers when they're a junior and aren't now. I talked to a local softball coach. He goes, I usually have three, four juniors already offered. He goes, not happening it's right not now. coming till they're seniors and you know there's good and bad i mean let's i mean let's let's you know take coach ensel's team great savannah wheeler comes in you got a player that's very established um you know her on top of that um the girl from fiu that's coming in who i'm really excited about i mean you look Average 10 points in 17 minutes. Mm -hmm. Can shoot. Gives them an, a really top athlete on top on, on it as well. But then again, you lose Courtney Blakely to Arizona, who ironically, they might actually play. You never know. Never know. In the Bahamas. Yeah. And then, you know, you look at, um, you know, Coach McDevitt, the first year of the portal, didn't lose a player. Correct. One of maybe two or three in the whole country, country. that didn't. Okay. He loses um, Eli Lawrence. Of course, he, he, I will say this about Eli. He came here. He did his thing. He did his part. He stayed the four years. Mm -hmm. uh, he left with a degree, a chance to go in A&M, which is known for its NIL, NIL options. Right. And he's a projected starter for them next year. So that gives him a chance to go get some money that, granted, he's not type of money that he's not going to be able to get here. Correct. I, I can deal with that. Yeah, I, I can deal with any of them that want to leave if they're not happy or, you know, you, you just got to deal with it. But Leonard, you know, got two years. Left. Yeah. And he, you know, he was the top recruit in Conference USA when Coach McDevitt signed right. him. Right. And, okay, he goes to Memphis. So that right tell that tells you right there that Coach McDevitt's recruiting the type of athletes that you need to win in this league. Now he's still trying to get that championship, correct? You know, and get to the NCAA tournament. But okay, so you give it's kind of give and take, and then you know you, you meant, we talked about softball yesterday to lose Laura Miller. Oh my gosh, that's a killer. I'm I mean, still having trouble talking about oh, it. Oh, <laughs> I know. I mean, but oh my gosh, she led them in every category. Yes. You know, Incredible right now. Incredible athlete. And, you know, but, you know, everybody, kids grow up with UT on the brain. 
you know, unless they're just right here and they've been going to games and things like that. And even then, they're still going to go to UT and play in the SEC. But, you know, you, 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 you feel like, you know, used to be you're like, we're set, we're set at shortstop for four years. Four yeah, years. Maybe you're not. N- you're not set at any position no. in any sport for four years now. You know, Monty, you mentioned that uh, the first year Nick lost no one in the portal. That same year, I believe it was San Antonio. It was San Antonio or El Paso lost 10, and they all had NIL deals. And so Nick was happy to keep his team together. They were devastated because they had to recruit a whole new team. And we're going to – there are going to be cycles, and there's going to be years. Uh, You talk about Eli who, who competed for us and then moved on. You know, you, you understand that. Then you talk about a Laura Miller, and, and it's hard because, quite honestly, the better our teams do, the more awards our athletes win, they're going to garner attention of other programs. you got people that just hire somebody and sit to watch the portal all day long. And when somebody pops up, they're telling their coach about it. So you've got SEC, ACC, other programs that if they have a need, then they're, they're going to be looking at athletes that are playing extremely well in their league. And while there are still some rules that they can't contact them, let's get real, we know that they got handlers. somebody's going to say something who's going to say something. You know, uh, you brought up Courtney Blakely, another young lady I love dearly. They're, you know, she and Laura are both top athletes, and we wanted to keep them four years. But, but I get it. When you have people calling that are in – higher conferences with maybe more NIL money. You know, the these young people have to look at what's best for them. And, yeah, maybe they've always had a goal to play in the SEC and they weren't allowed to do it coming out of college They didn't, or out of high school. The SEC didn't recruit them. But then all of a sudden, after two great years at middle, all of a sudden they come calling. Uh, and we're going to face more of that. Now, at the same token, there may be – uh, a lot of people brought into a team, and then all of a sudden somebody's not happy that's a really good player, but I'm all of a sudden third on the uh, list instead of first. So I, I'd rather go to middle or somewhere else where I feel like I can play immediately. So there's going to be good and bad uh, with the transfer portal, but it is incredibly easy uh, to leave one school and go to another. And, you know, the NCAA has done uh, so much of their legislation to – uplift and give student athletes a greater flexibility to move around uh when i was coaching you know that it wasn't as easy to transfer you had to sit out but now i do feel like it's the wild wild west and it's not going to change anytime in the near future well you know i read an article several years ago because a, a, a buddy of mine had brought up and he goes kermit run all them players off he has a lot of people transfer and i had just read an article that said 64% of male basketball players transfer from their school. So you've got 36% only that stay. And that's when you had to set out. Right. Okay, now you don't have to set out. It it is. It's just, all right, I'm not happy here. And, hey. Even if you are happy and people are throwing money at you, it, it's it's a tough decision. And, yeah. I, and I get it. I mean, you know, um, 
the NIL, I, I get it. It's a it's an incredible opportunity, um, but with that opportunity comes some major obstacles that you have to overcome. And now we turn around, and and even our high school athletes are facing the same sorts of decisions. So, it has changed college athletics uh, greatly. It has. All right, you're listening to All Sports Talk. Diane Turnham, Senior Associate Athletic Director at MTSU, joining us today. We'll take a break and be right back, and Chip Walters will join us with the Blue Raider Insider Report. When news breaks, when traffic's horrendous, when the weather's bad, be the first to get the news, traffic, and weather you want with a text alert from News Radio WGNS. Free text alert. Sign up online at WGNSradio.com. Good afternoon. It's moving better than it was earlier on 40 going westbound here at Donaldson Pike from that nasty crash. They had it really crawling earlier on I-40 West through Hermitage. Finally starting to improve through there. 40 East remains slow as you approach 840 out there in Wilson County. 65 that's also very slow going up towards Goodlitzville, north of town. Give yourself extra time. I hear there's no shortage of radar. Hey, if you have mosquitoes, call Crest Pest Control. This weekend, that number is 601-6503. If you can't remember the number just remember the website crestpestcontrol.net i'm commander chuck with your on-time traffic folks i hope you're listening every sunday night at eight o'clock to the edwin lee Raymer show we'll talk about some local politics national politics all types of topics all types of guests that's eight o'clock sunday night edwin lee Raymer show talk to you then In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. Every team knows which play can be the winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. Whether you need general vehicle upkeep and maintenance or a complete vehicle overhaul, Hall's Auto Care is here for you. We're locally owned and operated by Greg Hall and have been in business since 2014. You'll get excellent service and trustworthy advice with Hall's Auto Care. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. We're ready to help get you safely on the road. Hall's Auto Care, 907 Ridgely Road, just off Broad Street behind Chili's. Online at hallsautocare.net. Hall's Auto Care. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report from Chip Walters of Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Sponsored by Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors and Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance. The report coming up after this. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. Hot 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Middle Tennessee. Play up, bench, cold. Middle Tennessee football, basketball, and baseball. Yeah, we got them. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raider Athletics. I'm Chip Walters. Hear the games here on News Radio WGNS. Middle Tennessee win. Raiders win the championship. Your source for the big blue in the borough. News Radio WGNS. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Well, good afternoon, everybody. We want to start off with women's soccer. The uh, 
Blue Raider soccer team, Vanderbilt Soccer, and the Nashville Soccer Club announced this season's match between the Blue Raiders and Commodores on September 10th will be held at Geodis Park in Nashville, the largest soccer-specific stadium in the United States and Canada and the home of Nashville SC. That's a Sunday evening, and kickoff will be at 6 o'clock at Geodis Park. Information regarding tickets and fan attendance will be announced at a later date. Vanderbilt will be the designated home team for this match. In 2021, the Blue Raiders defeated the Commodores 2-1, which was the last time the two sides met in Nashville. The Blue Raiders will open exhibition play on August 8th against Southern Indiana and will commence the regular season August 17th versus Louisiana. Speaking of Lady Raiders soccer, head coach Aston Roden joined staff writer Sam Doughton for the second episode of the Coach's Check-In podcast where the pair covered growth of his team and how it's undergone the offseason ahead of the 2023 fall campaign. Here's a snippet. You can hear the whole version on GoBlueRaiders.com. Well, I mean, certainly when we get here, we get up and running right away. And, you know, within about four or five days after starting training camp, we have a friendly match, you know, and that's fairly consistent across the board with women and men's soccer. You know, so I think the, the kids right now are obviously working out. I mean, they do have a training program that they're responsible for, you know, but they also have summer teams that they play on and the ones who can, because a lot of those teams, if they're not available in the kids' home state or home country, it makes it difficult, you know, for them to be able to do that. But, you know, with our group, they, they know what they're responsible for and we hold them accountable for it. But most importantly, we trust that they'll get it done. And, you know, so usually we're pretty comfortable and confident with the work that they do. I was talking, Austin was telling me about these summer teams and I'd never heard of them before he mentioned them. Are they fairly recent, you know, Advent? No, I mean, they've been around a long time. I mean, and what has changed is just the makeup of these teams and, and certainly the league names have changed so much, you know, it's hard for me to keep up. And then you've, you've got a lot of leagues at the youth level that, you know, those clubs now basically provide and create teams for their former players who are now playing in college. You know, so you'll, so you'll find a lot of these club teams that these kids used to play on will now have a quote-unquote adult mm-hmm. college-level type team for the summer. I, I, mean, I assume that's probably a good way to keep, you know, the U10s, the U12s engaged with the process. Be like, hey, this could be you. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and I think it's it's a neat way for those college players to give back to their club, you know, and, and certainly puts, you know, and also just to rekindle some of their friendships, mm-hmm. you know, and, and be able to kind of figure out what their former teammates are doing at their colleges. You know, and, and then come back and play in really a non-consequential um, league, mm-hmm. you know, where, yeah, the results matter, but at the end of the day, it's more so just them being able to play 
and grow. Again, you can catch that entire podcast, either listen online or download to listen in your car at GoBlueRaiders.com. Everybody have a happy and safe 4th of July weekend. Looking for a charming home close to downtown and MTSU? Look no further than this three-bedroom, two-bathroom, zero-lot line at 1341 Sharon Court. This home features a spacious living room, an open kitchen, and a primary suite on the main floor. It could be perfect for a family or a couple who wants to live in the middle of everything while still in a private neighborhood. Call for a showing today, 615-542-1915. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. Hey, if you're looking to wind down after a hard day's work or enjoy a night out with your friends, let me suggest Fat Willie Sports Bar and Grill located on River Rock Boulevard. Fat Willie's features nine regulation pool tables, steel tip darts, and bus time trivia and poker. The beer prices are excellent and they have a huge selection as well as five craft beers on tap daily. Fat Willie's also has your favorite bar foods. Live trivia is held every Tuesday night and pool tournaments are held throughout the week. So if you're looking for a cozy and affordable sports bar with all the amenities, be sure to check out Fat Willie's on River Rock Boulevard next to the Animal Center. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Diane Turnham joining us today. She's the Senior Associate Athletic Director at MTSU. Diane, um, I don't know what the NIL opportunities are for uh, your student athletes, your your women's student athletes. You know, I look, oh, like at LSU, um, the girl. Angel Reese. Yes, Angel Reese. She got no reason to uh, even go to the WNBA right now. She's making take more, a pay cut. <laughs> she's making more money in college than she's going to make in the yes, WNBA. Is. So I mean, you got that kind of spectrum. But do you have many of your female athletes that have? You know, uh, Monty, that's something we're constantly working on, and uh, it, it's tough uh, because. There's so many people out there now trying to get deals. And sometimes, you know, like local establishments step up and say, hey, I'd like to help sponsor an athlete, you know, for it by, for some advertising. And those are great. And we do have several of those. Uh, as many as I would like, no. I, I would like for more of our athletes to be able to sponsor local things uh, here in town. Uh, and so it's an ongoing process. And, and there, are, uh, there are establishments that maybe like a particular sport, so they want to sponsor three or four athletes. Uh, you know, our, our uh, other deputy AD, Lee DeLeon, is uh, overseeing that. And hopefully a lot of people in our community know to call him uh, uh, or athletes uh, about uh, maybe a, an opportunity uh, there, there are people who just want to support a program, so they may give a program X amount of money uh, and say, okay, you know, how do we use this? Uh, it, it's, it's growing. Uh, it's going to grow more as we go. 
Uh, you know, there are not that many athletes out there like Angel Reese who are making over a million. Uh, most of them, it's, it's much smaller, but there are opportunities out there. And uh, so that's exciting. You know, you may have a young lady that has done some modeling before she comes to us. And once upon a time, she wouldn't have been able to engage in college athletics in a modeling contract. Well, now look out, you could. Mm -hmm. So there are going to be some bigger opportunities for all of our athletes, but also for our female athletes. And that excites me that, that they're able to do some things to uh, use their name, image, and likeness to enhance their uh, hopefully upcoming career. You know, and I, you know, it's got its pros and cons. Uh, I do think that today's athletes ought to know who Ed O'Bannon is. Yeah. He got this ball rolling, you know, yes. I mean, and, um, I might, and, and this is just my take. It's, I think for all the years, you know, we kind of treated the athletes, not you guys per se at MTSU, but across the board, we weren't treating athletes bad, but we had this old school mentality. Hey, you're getting your education. That's all you deserve, you know? And, you know, meanwhile, as time evolves, you're, let's say you're a basketball player and your coach is getting paid $250,000 a year to wear a swoosh on his lapel. And you're not getting a dime of it. Right. You're the one out there busting your butt. Of course, and, you know, and they've gone back to, you know, years and years ago, they went to 20 hours a week. It wasn't always like that. Correct. I mean, kids didn't want to go to bowl games back in the day. It meant two more, three more weeks of practice. Practice. You know, coaches always thinking practice. You know, you get to take a, a trip. Hey, he that's, ten, it, that's yeah. 10 practices I get, you yeah. know. That's what they're thinking. Um, so I think they, they, the way they treated the athletes in, in some regard, unwilling to change their the, – I'm talking about the NCAA – change their mindset that there's something we can do and i don't want to talk about pale grants something we can do that rewards them a little bit it gives them you know enough money to go out on a nice date yeah. you know go eat at a nice restaurant you know things like that i don't think it would have gone from just nothing to where we're at now because where we're at now is going to lead to problems you know, do they offer, do they make these athletes take a class how to budget money? Some of these kids never even had a checking account, you know. Um, uh, taxes. Right. Um, people people reaching out, feeling the obligation to give it to your family. Well, you can't give it all to your family because you're still going to have to pay the taxes at the end of the day. Where are we across the country in terms of educating these people who a bunch of them have never had money. Right. And now they've got all this money. You know, I'm thinking back, if I'm 19 years old, when I got money, I'd spend it. Well, you know, uh, you could be 19, you could be 90, and we all want to spend it. And so, once again, that's part of the education process. And we have to do our job as universities to step up and help them. Uh, you know, we, we've uh, had some great partners and we've got some banking partners that come in and do uh, seminars for our athletes. Uh, and we, we have brought former athletes in who sign professional contracts and talk about 
how they handled all of this money as a result of being drafted and, you know, maybe good decisions they made and maybe poor decisions they made. Those are the kind of things that we continue to work with our, our student athletes on, on how to manage that money. Uh, several several uh, institutions in town are, are very good to step up and, you know, put their information out there so that if they need some additional help, uh, whether it be with taxes, whether it be with starting a checking account, whatever it may be, uh, those are things that we can help them set up. And we, we do, and it's our responsibility to do it because you don't want them to look up and go, wow, I had all this money and now I have nothing. We, we want to help them learn how to become uh, a, a great manager of their monies. Uh, you know, you, you talked about used to, it was just you got your college education and you should be excited. Uh, you know, a, a lot of people look at it a lot of different ways. Um, it was very hard for athletes to understand that we're paying for your education and that education's worth thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars a year or maybe a semester depending on where you're going. Mm-hmm. But that that wasn't something that they could hold in their hands. And so yes, it does make a difference that they can now uh, use their uh, athletic ability to be able to make additional income and help themselves and family members. But we, uh, as universities, have to step up and, and work with them through a lot of different programs that have come to light as a result of uh, all the NIL money. So there are a lot of programs out there nationally that a lot of universities are uh taking advantage of uh, we've got a couple that we've brought in to deal with our student athletes and teach them number one how to brand themselves and then once they do that uh, take uh, be able to negotiate uh, what they might get and then how to continue and how to take the money that they have and use it wisely so hopefully we're doing a good job in that area all righty you're listening to all sports talk we'll take our final break and be right back It's Commander Chuck, and it's my goal to get you to and from work each weekday around the congestion and all the accidents. Listen for my traffic reports every weekday morning and afternoon here on News Radio WGNS and see real time traffic information at ontimetraffic.net. Good afternoon. It's moving better than it was earlier on 40 going westbound here at Donaldson Pike from that nasty crash that had it really crawling earlier on I-40 West through Hermitage. Finally starting to improve through there. 40 East remains slow as you approach 840 out there in Wilson County. 65 that's also very slow go up towards Goodlettsville north of town. Give yourself extra time. I hear there's no shortage of radar. Hey, if you have mosquitoes, call Crest Pest Control this weekend. That number is 601-6503. If you can't remember the number, just remember the website, crestpestcontrol.net. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We do it your way at Pizza. Order a royal feast or create your own pizza online now at SirPizzaTN.com. Carry out delivery for dinner tonight at SirPizzaTN.com. 
At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Ken Ayer, find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. You've seen the ads out there, companies wanting to buy your home. But why sell yourself short when you can get fair market value? I'm Lisa Patton. If you have an estate to settle or a home to sell, call Parks Auction. We'll work with you to sell your home or property in any condition with no costly repairs on your timeline. Why accept one offer when you can have multiple? You need Parks Auction. We look out for your best interest. Call Parks Auction today. We handle everything. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Diane Turnham, the Senior Associate Athletic Director at MTSU, join us today. This Final portion of All Sports Talk brought to you by First Bank, locations in the borough, Woodbury, Nashville, and 46 others across the state. That's First Bank. All right, Diane, um, you got a lot of coaches and uh, people uh, that are saying, okay, they got to put a cap on this. I got to do something. I don't even know if that's feasible. I mean, this thing went to the Supreme Court. And it was nine to nothing. That's a blowout. Pretty in the, pretty quickly, yes. In the Supreme Court, nine zero is a big blowout. Um, I don't think you can put a cap on it. You know, uh, many years ago, you may remember this, Monty. Uh, this has been one of the issues with the NCAA trying to uh, improve our benefits. Uh, they used to have an old restricted earnings coach, and they put a cap on what you could pay that position. Well, it didn't take the courts long to say, you can't cap somebody's income. Much the same way, I don't believe that we can put a cap on our student-athletes. When you open this door up, uh, there are going to be a lot of things that uh, are going to come with this. And you need, you know, I may be making a couple of hundred dollars a month extra every year with my local uh, NIL deal, whereas... As you mentioned earlier, an Angel Reese is making a million. Bryce uh, Young, five. Yes. When he was at Alabama. Exactly. So uh, I don't, there are going to be some new parameters, but I, I agree with you that uh, the door's been open and I'm not seeing it shut anytime soon. You know, several years ago, Grant Hill, who's correct, unbelievable yes. player, you know, rarity that, you know, he stayed four years. Exactly. You know, he came from comes from a very good home. Correct. And um, he said, you know, if I got a dollar or two from every Grand Hill jersey at Duke, he goes, "There's no telling how much money." How I much money made. I would have had. And yeah. he and he said, and it was like a kind of a form of people talking about, you know, paying players and all that. He goes, "It's going to happen, people." It's- yeah. And they're all saying, no, it's never going to. He goes, no, it's it going to happen. He goes, this lawsuit is still moving forward. And that's why I say they really ought to thank Ed O'Bannon. 
Yeah. Because, I mean, he was the, um, and it wasn't going to do him any good. He knew that. Right. But, I, I, you know, he was sticking up for what he thought was the right thing Correct. to do. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, between that and the portal, it's challenging times. And going back to the very first thing we touched on um, in our first interview with you, um, athletic directors are not prepared for this. You know, this, no, there's no handbook for this either. That there are many sweeping changes in college athletics, and uh, you know, I, I still believe in the value of college athletics. Uh, I still believe we can educate our athletes on many levels, not just in the class classroom, but about life and success later on. Uh, it's getting harder because of some of the new uh, changes in the NCAA, but uh, that's still our job is to, to educate these young men and women to become productive members of society. And uh, as long as I feel like we can still do that, then, then you still got to believe in college athletics, but it's going to change the way we do business significantly. Uh, it, it's hard when you lose one of your favorite players, uh, but you got to know that's a possibility. And, uh, you know, I think one of, there's a lot of positives. There's always some negatives. You know, a lot of people don't talk about how many people go in the portal and don't get picked back up. Oh, there's, and, and, yeah. And you don't want to think about that. And sometimes the athletes maybe don't think about that as much. And you have to be very careful when you're advising them. You don't, you don't want to discourage them because they have the right to do it. But you are taking a chance. I mean, if you go in the portal and no one picks you up, uh, you, you've turned one team away. Uh, and you may not get that opportunity to come back to another program. So I think the athletes have to learn that they have to uh, – sit down and really think about what they're doing. Uh, some of them get picked up quickly, and some of them find out, sadly, that, that there's not going to be another opportunity. And so with, with change comes a lot of different uh, applications. And, you know, I, I, my hope is that every, every athlete can be picked up. But uh, as many of them that all think they're going to leave middle and move up, there are going to be some that leave middle and go down. Right. Uh, and so at every level, uh, it gets more interesting every day. And uh, we're still trying to put the best team out there that we can put out there uh, to, to be uh, exciting for our fans. Uh, but we've also got to try to uh, help our athletes find their way and know that they're making the right move for themselves. couple Quick things before we get out of here, and I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer here, but um, I mentioned that you very tight with the student athletes, and I can imagine the Tina Stewart situation when she was murdered was probably the toughest thing you've gone through in your career. Because I know in my career that that was that was really hard to yeah. to cover, you know, because. You're, you're not wanting to intrude. It was just, it was a very difficult situation. And, you know, I like to bring her up every now and then to keep her memory, you, you know, know, going. You know, uh, every year her parents still come to at least one game. That's great. Uh, they have started a foundation in Memphis called You Girl, uh, where they help young women in Memphis, uh, you know, grow up, get educations, and do incredible things. Um, so she still left her mark. She 
you know, that's a promise we made to her parents. She will always make a mark. A lot of people may not remember this, but the True Blue Pledge was put into effect after her death. And so you see, if you see MTSU, you see the True Blue Pledge. Well, that's a direct result of Tina Stewart. We have a fund through the Student Government Association where we give funds to groups on campus who are, are promoting nonviolence. Uh, so Tina Stewart still makes a mark on everybody every day. Uh, I walk in every day and there's a picture of her in my office and I remind myself that she's always going to make a difference. Um, And not long ago we were asked to uh, be a part of a a television program about uh, violent crimes and it was hard to do uh, but you know I kind of wanted Tina's story told. Uh, I felt like she was a young lady who came in and tried to do all the right things. And while no one could have ever anticipated what happened, the outcome, uh, it taught us all to be watching everything a whole lot closer, uh, to not take anything lightly. Uh, And uh, as long as I'm at middle and a lot of other people, she's always going to make that difference. There's always going to be that Tina Stewart fun. We're always going to talk about uh, her and, and the things that she did, the successes that she had while she was there. And, uh, you know, I tell people all the time who want to get into athletic administration, I talk to a lot of classes and I try to tell them the good stuff, but I also want them to know there's some tough times. And as an athletic administrator or a coach, the greatest fear you have is losing a student athlete, having to pick up that phone and call a parent. Um, and tell them something has happened. Uh, it was the hardest call we've ever made. Uh, and, and anytime you lose an athlete, it's tough. But it was especially tough because of her situation and the way it occurred. Uh, but from Dr. McPhee to student affairs to uh, Chris Massaro, Rick Insel, you know, everybody stepped up to help us through that process. And uh, our, our, our athletes, uh, you know, did an amazing job during that time uh and we still talk a lot about it because we want them to understand there are bigger things in life and uh we we want them to know that things can happen you know as a parent it's like being a parent you know you want you want to protect your kids but they're in that world and we got to help them find their way and so tina stewart will always be a huge part of mtsu blue raider athletics absolutely and um on a a lighter uh, note um just real quick your your thoughts of all the athletes that you've come across whether coaching or being part of their programs and whatever avenue as an administrator you you mentioned off air about um angie rappo having a child now it's so my former volleyball girls i can imagine you know you know as a sports writer they come and go Yes. You know, yeah, she was a great player. He was a great player. He was a funny guy to interview. But as somebody, you were really engaged for four of the most important years of these athletes' life, and to see them go on and have success, I guess that would, is that the ultimate uh, satisfaction in your job? You know, you just want to be, you want to see them be successful. I mentioned Angie Raffo. 
Uh, her brother played baseball at middle. She played volleyball for me. Now her daughter, Ansley Blivens, is our first baseman on the softball team. Uh, it's been incredible to watch That's that. unbelievable, yeah. Uh, Tawanya Mucker. Supreme Court rejects President's student loan forgiveness plan. I think the court misinterpreted the Constitution. A Colorado web designer doesn't have to work with same-sex couples. Just 